0: this is the main attraction podcast now here are your hosts justin Strawn and ryan nelson welcome to the main attraction podcast where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry i am your host justin Strawn. joining me each week is the other host of the show who loves talking about julie andrews whenever he can ryan nelson I have a story about Julie Andrews later. <laughs> <How> do you?
1: <laughs> yes, I do. I'm glad you brought her up. But uh, I'm glad I'm glad to see that I wasn't the only person who's ever had a big Lebowski themed
0: birthday party. That's right. You're not the only one. I'm sure there are quite a few that have had a the big Lebowski birthday themed party, especially people our age. I will,
1: <laughs> I will tweet out my pictures on
0: my uh, Twitter. Ryan L. Seventy Six. Okay that would be awesome. We will definitely have to see those. So if you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed it. As we talk about the first episode, I'm sorry, the third episode of the third season of Ted Lasso titled, Oh, I forgot to get the title of this one, uh, but i Four, five, this. three, two, one. Thank you. Four, five, three, two, one. If you are new or regular and like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the main attraction podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast. and You can get Patreon only content. You can support us at a three, five, 10 or $20 level. When you join it, we'll shout you out here on the show if you want ad free access to podcast any level of being a patreon supporter we'll get you the show ad free doesn't matter how high or how low you are in supporting us every member of our patreon gets the show ad free on the patreon app If you can be a patron, though, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a five-star rating, and if you have time, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm going to talk a little bit more about this in just a little bit. Uh, But if you'd like to interact with the show, send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. We would love to hear any questions, any thoughts, any comments you would like to have. If there's anything you'd like to suggest, we'd love to interact with you. So just go to your email and go to mainattractionpod at gmail.com and send us an email, and we would love to hear from you there. All right, so about those reviews and ratings I was talking about. So one of the goals that we have here on the Main Attraction Podcast, and it is a lofty goal. I'll just go ahead and tell you this much right now. Ryan and I uh, kind of discussed this earlier this week. We would really, really, really like to be able to be Rotten Tomato certified. Uh, podcast can get Rotten Tomato certified. There, the, the starting qualifications is you have to been around for two years. We're not there yet. But the other qualification is you have to have at least... 200 ratings on Apple podcast not reviews, just ratings. So, if you are listening to this and you can scroll down and you haven't done this yet, scroll down on your Apple Player if you're listening to us on Apple, and then just click the little five stars uh, because our rating has to be at least a four star average. And we're right at 4.9 right now. So, thank you guys for those who have already done that. But if you haven't, like I said, just do us that favor, scroll down on your Apple Player real quick, click the five stars, and it would go a long way towards getting us where we want. We'd love to be there. By the time we'd love to have 200 of those things in our queue. While the t- by the time we get to uh, our two-year anniversary, because that's when we would actually be eligible to actually be on Rotten Tomatoes. So if you can help us out there, but if you're also on Spotify, help us out there too, and go ahead and rate us there as well, because we haven't had a, had a rating there in a while either. So we would really appreciate that if you helped us out. All right, it is actually four five one. Uh, we we will get there eventually. <laughs> uh, so uh, real quick, we are talking about Ted Lasso, and let's just kind of get this out of the way. Y'all, we're trying to we're trying to cover the stuff that is reaching the most people right now. Uh, both uh, Ryan and I love, love Mandalorian. We both love Yellow Jackets, but that's not reaching the people that it it normally would have, or at least we thought it would have. People are really responding to Ted Lasso and Succession right now, so we're focusing on those. We will come back to them. Uh, we will probably do a midseason. Uh, we'll probably do a midseason episode on Yellow Jackets and just kind of see where it goes. We'll definitely do an end of the season episode on on the mandalorian and see where it goes as well so if you're wondering why we're going back to ted lasso why we're going back to succession that's why because more there's a lot more people listening to those two uh, to those two shows and, and w- is anyone really shocked that diamond dogs and the disgusting brothers <laughs> are, are they, the most popular are the most popular right now probably not i can't imagine most people be too, too terribly surprised by that so all right, uh, so this is the third episode. Uh, we talked a little bit on our Succession episode about the s- second episode, but let's yeah. just kind of, since we're actually covering Ted Lasso again real quick, give, what were your thoughts about the second episode, and I'll give mine uh, as well.
1: second episode was one of my favorite episodes yeah. uh, of, the, of the series, uh, especially the scenes with Roy Kent uh, where he is being cheered on at uh, at Chelsea. Right. And then you get to have that just incredible scene of him and um and Ted him talking about like how it felt to have that uh, adulation and endage and then you know Ted has the the great line of well we would have never met and he makes the batty eyes at him <laughs> yeah. and then Ted li- and then I um, excuse me Roy Kit just I mean uh, Brett Goldstein just one of the best ever he is. Gibbs, Trent, Krem a look like God. I hate this guy, but I love him too. Right, <laughs> and it, like you're like, what? How can you not love him? And uh, it was just great. Also, the scene between Trent Krem and um, and Roy Kent was one of my favorite scenes yeah. of the show. Also, and there's a lot of it in this next episode. The the just growth of Jamie Tartt. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, from. From season one to now, it's unbelievable yeah, he's, how much growth he's had.
0: He is just a completely different character at this point than what he was when we first saw him, which is good, and it just does a lot mm-hmm. for – it says a lot about uh, the actor. I and, can never remember who plays him. Who plays uh, him? Phil Dunster. Thank you, Phil Dunster. I'll never get up with that for some reason.
1: I thought on season oh, – excuse me, on episode two, you really see where the lasso way has affected every person. Right you do Mm -hmm. from keely to roy to jamie right you know to to rebecca like everyone has their way of doing things you kind of see it in episode three as well with sam and you know some Mm -hmm. of the others like ted lasso's you know effect on these people will be long long uh long fulfilling yeah you know long after he's long lastly back Yeah. yeah long lasting most likely after he's gone I right i think we'll see that yeah uh, <laughs> six episodes from now
0: yeah I, I, you say it a lot of the same stuff that i would say so uh, the only other thing i'll just put in there as well because uh, you my sentiments are very similar it, it, it was a great episode it was one of my favorite episodes of the series and the only other thing i want to I add to it is adding trent Cram's character yes. as like this shadow writer is Just a really, I think that is a really unique place, and it also gets him involved in the show so much more. And his the guy who plays him, he plays Trent Crisp, James Lance. Thank you, incredible actor, incredible facial expression, and just has this presence about him. I mean, you can you really feel like he is a a well respected journalist. Mm. He's a guy who has commands a certain amount of gravitas when he walks into a room, and that's one of the things I liked about his character. And I'm, I'm glad that and you can tell like the team kind of felt that as well but because Roy wasn't letting them talk to him yeah. they, it was very awkward for them and they pulled that off just really right. really well so I liked I liked a lot of what they were doing in episode 2 uh, yeah, which, I'm with you. which brings us to episode 3 so uh, episode 3 what are your general thoughts on it loved it as
1: well yeah, kept it's really the good. same momentum and I think uh, you know and I'm hoping that people who listened to the first episode, I was probably a little hard on the first episode because I was just... I expect so much from the show. Right. And I think two and three, I, I think we're really back to closer to season one. I know I've said that about the last episode, but really, especially the Julie Andrews, you know, conversation, because right. that felt like the Diamond Dogs.
0: Right. Oh, yeah, it really did. It like the Diamond ris- Dogs. What are they? Yeah, they're the Diamond Dogs. The, the, the Diamond Dogs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, yeah, they're the Diamond Dogs. That very much felt like that as well. And when they just kind of break off into something... Something totally off topic. That's that's very much what it felt like with the whole Diamond Dog, uh discussion. But yeah, I'm with you. I thought that was a really good episode. I thought it was. I and I think what is making what makes this episode so very good is the fact that I do have a I do have some questions about just the overall direction that they're going to go with this character mm-hmm. and how they're going to make it work. Uh, but one of the things that I like is the only person who seems to be any what's concerned about adding this character java who is the focus of this entire episode for the most part is jamie is jamie he is the only one that has any concern about it and you know He's probably legitimately concerned, but it's not showing yeah. up. And that's kind of one of the things that the discussion there at the very end when Roy's talking to Jamie, where they are, where he says, you know, we're on a winning streak and you look like you're having a miserable time. It's, it's a bad look. But I think they're going to pay that off. It's At some point, just the way that Zava is is taking over this team, it's going to start to come back to bite them. At least I feel like that's what they have to do. Maybe I'm wrong about that.
1: No, I think you're right. I, I'm calling it now Zava ends up, because you know the Premier League, they have a split half. Yeah, they do. Zava's going to end up on West Ham at the at
0: the second half. Yeah, I could see that. I could
1: see that happening as and, well. And, and and Jamie has to beat them, beat him and West Ham. And like, I'm with you, and they mentioned this. Zava always wins, but he destroys the locker room. Right, and like that's, every every place he's been, which you know, come to find out, there is this is based on a uh, actual player. Yeah, what is his name
0: is Latar. Uh, Z- uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. I know it's Ibrahimovic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Zlatan, I think, I think Zlatana, is, how, yeah, is yeah. his yeah. first name. Yeah, and he looks very much like him. If you if you go look, they look exactly like. Yeah, they look exactly like they. They are scored the the, the first goal he
1: scored. He, the, the other guy did the exact same goal when he played for the la galaxy
0: oh did he really okay yeah. i didn't realize that uh but yeah he is an interesting he's an interesting character he is bringing an interesting tone to the entire show to the entire team uh let's see he is played by where's where is zava's actor i can't find him
1: uh, Maximilian Osininski, Thank you. who was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, was of S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: Most yeah. that's, what, that's what I remember him from. I saw him in uh, in that, and whenever I stopped watching it, I actually caught him in that before I, I finished watching it. So, uh, But he is bringing, like I said, an interesting dynamic to the team, an interesting dynamic to the show. Uh, he, he's a presence. Yeah, he is. He
1: also shows that, oh, these other players aren't that tall because this guy's towering <laughs> yeah. over everyone. He is. He's, he's like, towering okay. over everybody. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, he, what, he is huge. One thing I like about the way that we are getting, the way we're introduced in the, what, what we're learning about him is, you know, because they, one of the things that they said is he destroys locker rooms, wherever, wherever he goes. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I think that's very interesting about this is, He's not being portrayed as like just a selfish prick. That's not the way he's being portrayed. He's being just
1: winning over the locker room. Yeah, he's winning.
0: Yeah, he's winning over the locker room. But what I think is going to eventually just take the toll on the team is he is just doing things in such a different manner and things. He is just so odd and so eccentric.
1: Well. Also, like him stealing that goal from Jamie was right. bad. Oh yeah, that was. I think there are going to be little things like that. They're that going to
0: add up. Yeah, I think there will be too. I think that's going to be one of the things that you start to notice here, as we get a little bit further into the season. Is you know. Because one of the things that you can't, I mean, every player wants to win. They want to be on a winning team. There's no question about that. But they also want to maximize their profitability, their yeah. everything that they can do. Every, well, they have the
1: incentives, usually goal incentives. And yeah, stuff goal too.
0: incentives, uh, You know, statistical incentives. And if you're not reaching those because somebody else is stealing all the glory all the time, <coughs> excuse me, then it can be a little bit of an issue. So, like I said, it's... It's great here at the beginning because they're winning like they're on like a five or six game yeah. win streak here at the beginning of this oh, thing. And
1: I thought the soccer looked pretty good. He yeah, looked awesome. Yeah, he the looked soccer good. looked good
0: this time. It didn't look good, so it looked good last time, but no, it looked pretty it did good not this time. Good. Uh, I want to say
1: one of our favorite, Danny Rojas's face thing looked terrible last episode.
0: Oh yeah, it did. Mm-hmm, yeah,
1: but this, this stuff like. I don't know who the uh, maybe the maybe the the real Zava is doing the uh, stunt work, Might but be. the guy looks like he's really good at soccer.
0: Yeah, he does. He looks like he's very good at soccer. I don't know if that's going they're going to be able to keep that up all year, all season long. But he looks pretty good at it right now. So. Uh. I like the way that they introduce him, uh, just because yeah, it it goes too. into the whole it goes into the whole idea of he's just kind of destroys teams along uh, in his wake, because they're all sitting around they're all in uh, the racetrack is what they that's what they call their stadium right yeah yeah yeah, yeah because yeah. of the greyhounds yeah because of the greyhounds so they're all waiting in the racetrack for him to get introduced and they're all waiting for him to come they're all waiting for him to come. And he's not showing up, and so Rebecca goes into her office, and there he is sitting in her office. Uh, and he's eating the cookies. Yeah, well, he's eating the cookie. Well, he's wondering why there are cookie crumbs all over her desk. I wondered he, if
1: he had eaten the ones that were there, but yeah, you're right. He was talking about
0: yeah. Yeah, he says he says that there are crumbs all over your desk, which is just a great throwback yeah. to, the, to the to the cookies yeah. that. Ted is always bringing her each and every single morning. So, uh and you know, he just immediately starts taking over the team. I mean, he's literally overshadowing Ted in the locker yeah. room. I mean, he's yeah. they, it's just a really it's that's a great cinema uh, cinematography thing they've got going there where and just right. the blocking on that is perfect because he stands i mean that's it, a difficult thing to do i'm sure they have it blocked out and they have it marked on on the floor but you know for, where do they have to stand where the camera has to shoot so that he is completely blocking ted so that they can't see him when he's talking to him it's yeah. just really great
1: well also like the fact that like jamie tart is uh, a you know a good premier league player who's been on several teams right. He would be known. Oh yeah, he was. The be. fact that he thinks he's the kit man. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's another that's another good point as well. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, that just that whole that whole sequence where he's talking to the team because he is he, he is winning the team over. And like I said, Jamie isn't he's and this is what shows his growth as a character because yeah he is upset by it and the coaches all three of the coaches figured out very quickly that he was going to be the one that wasn't going to be just real happy with taking on a lesser role in this thing, but he's not so upset by it that he is he is the one that's becoming the locker room problem. Right, right. He's not. Yeah, he's just kind of, he's being by
1: himself, but he's still not causing issues like he did in the first season. Right,
0: exactly. Because he just not, because... And then this is one of the things that's so great. I mean, when he goes in and he starts talking to them about uh, how he has seen this diva type player before, and and Coach oh, Beer, was, uh... and Coach Beer says this is very ironic of you. And he goes through it, and then he looks at Coach Beer and says, "It wasn't ironic. It was um, hypocritical." Hypocritical, thank you. <laughs> like Coach Beer's like, "Oh, dang, he got me." On that one. <laughs> yeah, that was
1: that was one of the the best things. I also liked his uh, speaking of Jamie Tart. His scene for the for the second for the second episode where he tries to hug Roy Kent and he's like, "It's called empathy." <laughs> yes,
0: that was a good one. I love that too. Yeah, like I said, this introdu- introduction of Zava is. Uh, it'll be interesting how it plays out throughout the rest of the season. Uh, yeah, he is. They are winning. They, you know, I, they do a really good job of showing this winning montage. So they've climbed their way up into like the top with four. Jesus of the Christ,
1: superstar playing. And stuff. Yes, I know. Was, was I, was I know. That yeah, was interesting.
0: I know that was interesting. Yeah, that was. Really, I, I thought that was just a, a an mm-hmm. interesting uh, method, an interesting song to, uh, song to yeah. go with. So, uh, but like I said, he has won over the team, and just it's just a matter of time. When will that start to? deteriorate and what's going to be the cause what's gonna be the catalyst for it
1: and this is such a sports trope because it's like kelly leak from the bad news bears you know you bring in that great player right. after there's been a bunch of these movies like this like where all our sports shows and movies in general where oh, yeah. they, they bring on bring on the good player midway and he, he start you know then you have the montage of them doing good so oh
0: yeah
1: so it's always fun to watch
0: yeah like i said so the this is, you know, the Zava stuff is the is the primary, is the primary stuff in the list. I mean, it, it, he is still going to be, he is still, even though that he hasn't like just wrecked the locker room. Just the moment that he walks into the into the coach's office and he sees the four four two formation, and. Yeah. He says, "Which one am I?" And they said, "Well, I guess you can be whichever one you want to be." And he like starts rearranging everything. He just clumps everybody else down by the goalie, and he has himself all by the all at the top, basically saying, "I'm going to be the only one up here at the top. I'm going to be the only one scoring goals." So, you, like I said, they are still kind of foreshadowing that there is going to come an, a come a time when this is going to be a problem, and we just don't have the catalyst for what that's going to be at this point. So, uh, all right so that's all this stuff, and that's the main part of this a little yeah. uh, let's go ahead and real quick let's talk about some of the other stuff that happens in this episode
1: hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line.
0: Alright, so one of the things that happens in this episode is well they had talked about I guess it was in this, in the second episode. Uh Rebecca goes and sees her mother's uh whatchamacallit? Uh uh fortune teller or whatever you want yeah, to call it. I
1: couldn't think of, I was thinking of some therapist. Also, nice to see the moms not just harassing the Roy kids. Oh, yes. She, you know, sure she, she plays that awful mother old yes.
0: Yeah, so thankfully, thankfully that's not the case, but uh, we're getting her. She goes and she sees uh, this uh, psychic uh, fortune teller, whatever you want to call him. I'm not exactly sure what the, what the correct word would be for this. I think that's right. So she goes and sees her and she's not hearing anything she wants to hear. She talks about this little green this little green matchbook that's going to play a part in her life. And then she says, You're going to be a mother. What do you think about this? Because they do talk, they go, they revisit this at the end of the episode. What are you thinking yeah, so far?
1: This is the one storyline that scares me.
0: Yeah, no, it is. Because,
1: uh, one, we've never, her and Ted have kind of flirted. Right. And then in the second season, we thought that it was her and Ted were on match or Tinder or whatever they right. were on. But of course, it ended up being Sam.
0: It was Sam. So. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, she says she's going to be a mother. Now, could that be, you know, she has a baby with someone right. else? I don't want to guess Rebecca's age. I know how, she, how old she is, and, you know, and the actress is. Right. She's my age. Right, my uh, guess so, is that
0: she's probably about that same age in, in yeah, the show. Yeah.
1: which, by the way, has anyone ever looked more glamorous on TV than her? Like, oh, my wife, think. every episode's like, how does she, I wish she <laughs> could look that good. Like, the pink coat and everything, right. like. Like that's one of the things I see people talking about with Ted Lasso is like how much like how good she looks her her makeup and hair whatever I'm I'm on a tangent here but (laughs) Hannah you're a beautiful woman God bless you but uh, I am concerned about this because like could this mean the mother being she marries Ted and she inherits you know a stepson stepson, I've seen that also could mother be she finally adopts this team and really falls in love with all the players so she kind yeah. of did it in season two could it be something like that
0: yeah no, that's kind of what i was leaning towards is yeah she yeah. said they said because i think if i remember correctly one of the main reasons they end up well not one of the main reasons but uh something that factored into her divorce with uh was was the fact that she couldn't have a child and so this is this is a this is a big important thing to her and for this Mm -hmm. psychic to drop this on her is is a pretty big deal uh now the the way they pay this off is at the end when sam is opening his restaurant that he's bringing in the team uh before it actually opens uh he is he is given something by his partner uh, which is a, has a box and he starts passing stuff out and it is it is a little green matchbook with yeah. the with the restaurant's logo on it. So obviously, you know, this immediately as soon as she sees it, you know, she starts thinking, "Oh wow, this is this is what they this is what they the psychic was foretelling." I don't know how they're going to play this out. Uh, but you and I talked well, with S- this.
1: Go ahead. Sam looks preoccupied with the with the the way the cook or yeah with the chef. Was, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah but so, go ahead with what you're going to. Well,
0: like I said, I don't know how they're going to I don't know how they're going to handle this and you and I talked about this. This is the this is the storyline from season 2 that really really never made sense is because Yeah. You can't have an owner in a relationship with the player. You just can't. No. It's can you imagine if this was Rupert? We
1: would all be talking about this is the grossest thing we've ever seen. Right. But no, it's no. Heard of to it is like, "Oh, this is kind of cute." Like I get where they were matched up. That was still. You can do that storyline, but them actually being a couple that's really gross. And in the fact, I i, I want to ask you this. They bring up the psychiatrist mm. being unethical. Right. Is this them saying, yeah, we know the, the Sam and, and Rebecca, or they just, they don't understand that?
0: I, I think it's, I, I don't know. That's a good question. I, here's what I Because it's unethical. Yeah. Their relationship's worse. Yeah, their relationship's worse. You're right. I think what's going to end up happening is they're going to end up we're going to find out the psychic has somehow set some of this stuff up herself. Uh, or the mother has yeah, done something to, that. to try to manipulate this because, like I said, to, for a psychic to get so specific about a green matchbook, mm-hmm. that's that's something that they just don't do because... The whole point of a psychic is to just kind of deal in general, vague generalities. That way, they can kind of say whenever something happens, it's like, ah, oh, that's what I was talking about when I, I said whatever. So, yeah. like I said, I feel like her mother or somebody or or something is going to have done something to try to manipulate this or Keely. I don't know. I the, like I said, yeah. it, it makes me feel like there's going to be somebody who has done specifically done something like they recommended to to Sam to do the the green matchbook or whatever and that's how they're going to yeah. do this so I well, can What be, do you
1: think about her and her
0: and Ted getting together? Uh the I don't know. I I don't see That's that. unethical as well. Yeah, that's unethical as well. And like I just don't see it happening. I, I mean there's been a little bit of uh, I've never felt that huge of a spark between the two of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see a little bit, but I just don't see that being ultimately the case. Uh Right. So I don't know. I don't know how they're going to play any of that out. To be perfectly honest with you, as we get into the end of this year, the the third and final season of this show. So uh, there's there's a lot of stuff there that I just don't I don't really know what they're going what road they're going down with it. And the, yeah. those are the things that are a little bit concerning. And speaking of Ted, I, I agree.
1: Well, I was gonna say I feel like they're gonna land the plane. But this is the one storyline
0: that makes me think they may not. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, Speaking of Ted and relationships, he is having a little bit of a crisis here because... Uh, he, right before the game, he gets ready. Right for uh, like the first game, he gets ready to call his son, but he left his phone at, at his apartment. He can't find his phone, so he Freaking uses. Freaking
1: Tetris on the toilet, man. <laughs> that's right.
0: Uh, if, if you can play Tetris on a phone, I've never seen Tetris on a phone, but that's cool. I, I, yeah, I, need, to, yeah, that, I yeah. need to get Tetris on my phone. Seems like it would be hard, though. I know it seems like it'd be real hard. So, uh, but anyway, so he's. Got he's sitting there trying to call, and honestly, I you really want to know what I think the Tetris on the phone thing was. I think it was just more of a hey, we're also releasing our Tetris movie yeah, on Apple TV man, Plus. You're right, so that's let's, exactly what it was. So let's dr- let's drop that in there real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so they are he's trying to call his son, and he uses the he uses the the club phone, his his uh actual his, his desk phone to call, and he calls the landline. And the person who picks up is not his ex-wife, but the person who was their marriage counselor, who is now in a relationship with his ex-wife. Freaking Doctor Jacob, you son of (laughs) a ethical doctor. Yeah, and well, Ted, I will say this: Ted makes a good point. You know, it was a year and a half ago when he tried to, you know, help find like some remedy for their marriage. So this isn't—it's not like he started dating her when they were going through counseling. But
1: but the only weird thing about that, if you remember in season one and two, he mentions he, he he's like always felt like the, I forgot what he said, but he made it sound like the doctor was taking her side or like right. they were gagging up on
0: him. Yeah.
1: That's the only, I'm with you. It's been a year and a half. I mean, but I, I don't think it's that bad. No, if they were still, the, but like it's still weird.
0: It's still weird, exactly. It is still very weird, and it's still an odd thing for it to happen. Uh, and the fact that she hasn't discussed it with them, and this,
1: I, I this, uh, the person has been around his child as well, right? It seems like something you would have to discuss. Yeah,
0: you. It, it, you would think so because, like, a, you know, I know a lot of people like when they get divorced. This, I, I haven't had to deal with this, thankfully, in, in my life. But I know a lot of people when they get divorced when they have kids. You know, yeah. before they introduce before they introduce their kids to someone else that they start seeing. You know, they, there's a discussion with the other part with the with the ex. There's a discussion about you know just how quickly you want to introduce that person because it's 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 a big change and it's a big deal. So, uh,
1: and well, this brings up there are concerns that Jason Sudeikis is saying something about his ex- partner olivia Wilde introducing uh boyfriends oh, well, to yeah. his children
0: no, that's true i didn't even thought about that but yeah that's a good point that it could be a little bit of, of <laughs> art imitating life if we were if yes we're, yes
1: there's a lot of people uh speculating on that
0: it, it, i haven't even thought about that but you, you may be they may it be on something something well so.
1: because also he's in london filming this and his kids are because i think he has two uh, yeah, that because. are you know they're they're in you know, California
0: or wherever right. she's at with them. So I think there is some art imitating life on the show now. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case at all. So, uh, but obviously he doesn't handle this well. But uh, he kind of goes into kind of his catatonic state that he kind of did in yeah. season two. So it's, you see the uh, the fingers. You see the fingers going. So you see a lot of stuff happening there. But one of the things that he has going for him is he doesn't really have to because Zava's out in the field, just kind of dominating. <laughs> yes, uh,
1: yes. So he Zava. Can, Zava ends all depression for for uh, a <laughs> uh, moment.
0: Yeah, so like I said, he doesn't have to worry about you know being that effective of a coach because he's got a star player who is just completely dominating on the field and and it's just kind of like carrying the team for him while he's kind of going through all these issues. Again, I don't know where they're going with this. I don't know how they're going to resolve this. Uh, it's because like I said, he's kind of got to work through this and he's got his he's got his therapist there. Uh, nurse, uh, what was her name? I can't remember I remember her name. Uh, what's okay. his therapist? Uh, Doctor Sharon. Yeah,
1: Doctor Sharon. Yeah, one of the best
0: characters. I wish we got more Doctor Sharon. Yeah, it seems like she's just gonna be kind of a bit of a bit part in in, in yeah. this season. So, uh, but like I said, she she's there for him. So maybe she can kind of walk him through this. And he she kind of is here in yeah. in this episode. Uh, but.
1: I, I like this these storylines, too, because this just – man, Jason Sudeikis can act.
0: Yeah, he can. Like, mm-hmm.
1: this is showing a different side of Ted and his, you know, acting ability that, you know, doesn't always come through because he's mostly known for comedy. So, I, yeah. I like this. This really shows his range.
0: Right. Like uh, I said, I think it's just a really – I think it's a, a really – what they're doing with the, all these characters is just – it's just fun it's, it's a lot it's it's a lot to take on they're they're mm-hmm. they're they're putting a lot of storylines here in this final season which is a little surprising to me i thought they would be trying to wrap I stuff thought, up not
1: i thought so too because like we haven't brought up uh colin yeah you know we were introducing this you know storyline where, where he's gay i mean that's a huge interesting you know aspect yeah. um i i was gonna say i i'm interested to see where that goes and correct uh, me if especially- i'm wrong he hasn't like told anybody right No.
0: Okay, that's what I thought. I was making sure
1: because that's it was when he was acting like, you know, oh, I would be gay for Zava and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And And like
0: Trent Krem notices and sees them kissing at the end. That's a big deal. So,
1: yeah. So where do you think it's going to go with that? I have a guess. I
0: don't know. What do you think?
1: I think Trent Krem may possibly be gay as well. It is going to help him.
0: No, I haven't even thought about that. That could could be the case. I wouldn't surprise me at all if they go down that. It's good. That's actually a good thought. I like that thought. So, yeah. Uh, and like I said, I do, th- I, I do want to know what they're going to do. I Trent Krim definitely take notices, uh, takes notice mm-hmm. of the fact that Colin is, is kissing his boyfriend out in, uh, this alley beside the restaurant. I think that's, uh, was a very interesting.
1: And young Trent Krem may have outed him right. on, you know, but I think nowadays, you know, that's just such a horrible thing to do. I don't,
0: I don't think most uh, yeah. people. Uh, Would we'll do that. I can't in the case. Uh, One of the things that uh, one, I guess, uh, where we'll end this discussion is let's talk about this very ending scene where where Jamie Tart and Roy kind of have this, oh, yeah. uh, this kind of coming together of the minds. This is this excites me about this season. Uh, me too. Because Jamie wants to be better than Zava. He 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 doesn't trust Zava. He doesn't trust what Zava brings. He, he feels like eventually this is all going to be torn apart. And the only way that he can, the only thing he can do about it is to just be better. And this is when Roy tells him, I'll start, I'll train you. Uh, And like I said, that's going to be a fun thing to watch. I I don't know how far, how deep they're going to go, but I cannot wait to watch that.
1: Well, I love how he's like, when do we start? And he's like, now, and knocks that <laughs> all out, whatever yes. it was, out of the sand. Yeah. Uh, I-, I can't wait to watch this. I'm with you. Their their relationship has always been fun. Now that they've you know somewhat gotten along, right? You know, I- it's been more interesting. Uh, I, I want to ask about one more character.
0: Okay. Shandy. Shandy. Okay, I'm glad you've to- been talk about her. She what do you
1: think? I- I'm interested to see, because she's becoming a bigger part. She's also kind of flirting with the guys a little bit, right? Let's just see where, where where it goes with her.
0: Yeah, I want to see where it goes as well. I don't know how they're doing this because obviously she has no love for Roy Kent. That's quite obvious. No. Uh, and part of it is just you were the one who ate your hair. Nice to the hair. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was a great line. I love that line. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I don't know. I mean, she I is. Brett Goldstein, I just did that uh, for a second. And my throat is hurting. How does he do that? I know. I, 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 he he talks very. I mean, uh, he doesn't talk exactly like that the entire no, time, no. but he's he's in that range. Uh, if for... you've ever listened to his
1: podcast, he is one of the
0: sweetest people oh, yeah, in the world. He is. He is. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely like is. But he
1: is completely acting as Roy good.
0: Yeah, and it's just absolutely fun to watch. So, like I said, it I don't is. know what they're going to do with her. Uh, she's obviously yeah. there to try to help promote the team, and I don't know. I don't really see where they're going to, how they're going to develop that character, what they're going to do with it. So I'm I not see sure.
1: her and Jamie getting together. It's going to be interesting. I feel like somehow she's going to become
0: a villain. Yeah, I kind of feel that way as well. I could, I could be wrong, but I kind of feel that way as well. So, yeah. But we shall see where where they get with it. So, all right, do we want to do our weekly awards? Well we gotta discuss what's your favorite Julie Andrews movie. Oh, that's right. Uh I mean you got I mean I don't I don't know a ton. I mean I, Mary Poppins is like the obvious, isn't it?
1: I would say Mary Poppins or Sound of Music. Yeah, was, going I forgot
0: you to use Sound of music is in there as well. I forgot.
1: That was, that was yeah, that was the ones
0: they picked. Days. Uh yeah, I would have to say Mary Poppins. It's gotta be that one. Yeah, I'm going with Poppins as well. So I gotta tell my Julie Andrews story. Yeah, because yeah. it
1: actually happened 26 years ago this okay. weekend <laughs> i'm in new york for the final four 1996 oh yeah uh-huh good times oh that would be 27 years ago
0: yeah 27 it? years ago mm-hmm.
1: good lord I'm yeah here i'm old yeah we're, anyway, old, we're uh, old now man <laughs> yeah, so uh i'm in for, for the final four and when you're in you know for the fir- in new york for the first time you walk around Times square and broadway and uh i see this crowd lined up and i'm like You know, we're meeting, we're seeing celebrities, so we're like all excited, and we're like, "Oh man, who's this going to be?" Freaking Julie Andrews Andrews walks out. She's in Victor Victoria, and I say, "I'm in shorts and a (laughs) t-shirt," and I say, "I was like, "Uh, you were wonderful," (laughs) and she turns to me and says, "Thank you, darling." (laughs) (laughs) And people were so angry because they were like, "You weren't there." <laughs> That's awesome. People had flowers and stuff. So right. that was my moment with Julie
0: Andrews. Uh, she she said thank you, darling. Awesome. I love that. So, uh, you gotta love Julie Andrews. She's she's an all time oh, yeah. classic. So, yes. all right. Now do you want to awards. Let's do awards. Uh, let's do some awards. All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we're covering a season of a television show, we give out three awards each week. Up uh, first is the Tyrion Lannister, the MVP for the week. Who'd you go with for your Tyrion Lannister for this one?
1: I mean, if we're going for episode three, I mean, you got to go. Maximilian Azimsi. Yeah, you for really do. Azava. I mean, he was. For him to come in with the presence he has and just take over the episode, especially with this cast, because I'm going to tell you, we've talked about uh, Roy Kitt has he would have been the MVP of episode two. Right. And he had a really good episode here too. But like, uh, man, I got to give it to my guy Maximilian.
0: Yeah, he was good. And I think he is the one. I think if you're mm-hmm. looking for kind of like uh, best supporting one for this episode, I think though you have to give it to Phil Dunster for Jamie Tark. I was
1: going to say yeah. Phil Dunster. Because too, his,
0: yeah. the, the, like I said, it is definitely, it, look, Zaba Zom- mm-hmm. is definitely the person kind of carrying this episode, but Jamie's, reaction to it and everything that he's doing and just kind of the way that, just the continued growth that we've talked about in this show is right. that is a very important part and i think that is just it's a very underrated part of this entire episode in right. my opinion so uh next the agatha all along the best scene of the week what'd you go with i love the sports
1: montage <laughs> sports and this montages one- are good this one was awesome. This is one of the best ones we've seen in this show, and it lasted like a good three or four minutes. Yeah, it is, and uh, we saw a lot of good soccer action. So I'm going the sports montage.
0: Yeah, I, I think that was. the you ever did,
1: did you ever watch World Team uh, World America Team? Was it World America Police? The one that like the guys from South Park did oh no i didn't i, I know what you're about but i, know, I didn't but, watch but, it there, there, one of the songs was it's time for a montage <laughs> <laughs> we need about four <laughs> minutes to show some action
0: montages are great they are they are yeah. just fantastic so yeah like i said uh i would go with that one as well so uh next is the if you come with the king you best not miss your best line of the week what you get so mine's this
1: one i'm gonna read the whole thing because it needs to be done okay I mean, you still could be if you weren't such a pre Madonna. Did you just call me a pre Madonna? It's my yeah, It's pre Madonna. Who <laughs> <laughs> the F says pre Madonna? Who the F does that even mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? It means before Madonna, female vocalists didn't have to work that hard. Are you mad? Have you never heard of <laughs> Tina Turner and Stevie Dick? That was a fantastic
0: oh It was fantastic. I loved I every Everyone I was laughing so hard. Oh yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. I'm glad you wrote it because I was just going to reference it uh, because I didn't have all that written down, so I'm glad that you did. Yeah, that was just absolutely phenomenal. Again, because Jamie Tart is showing something that I just would not have expected. Well, especially him said, prima. It's a prima donna. It's <laughs> a prima donna. Oh, yeah. Just oh, fantastic man. stuff. Just absolutely fantastic stuff. Also,
1: so. is it just me or is his haircut growing on me? I, I thought it looked better in episode three.
0: Yeah, it, it, it looks, like I said, it looks like he's, it honestly looks more mature. Like he's starting to get more yeah. mature, is what it is. I, He's got
1: some Liam Gallagher, or the, the Gallagher's Royal Aces. Oh,
0: yeah. Isn't he from Liverpool?
1: Isn't like, I think Jamie so. Tart from Liverpool? I think so. And they're from Liverpool, so it's got got to be gotta be what it is.
0: It wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. So. All right, here on the Man Attraction Podcast, we have a five-tier rating system. At the top of our list is Game of Thrones. Beneath the Game of Thrones is Lost. Middle of the Road Forest is Friends. Beneath the Friends is a Full House, and the Bottom of the Barrel is a Baywatch. Where are you after three episodes of the third season of Ted Lasso? Oh man, I want to go Game of
1: Thrones, but I am wondering if I am going too soon.
0: Look, it for me, I'll just go ahead and go. It's a, it's a Game of Thrones, yeah. It, I it, think so. It is, man. It's a Game of Thrones. It's had it, it, this show has had some ups and downs, and one of the things I think mm-hmm. this show has one of the things I think this show has, stru- has struggled with more than anything else and it's nothing It it is suffering from its own success because you even talked yes. about this at the beginning you know you're really hard on that first episode because you expect so much out of it and I think that's kind of what has been one of the issues of the, some right. like somewhat a little bit more lukewarm takes on the second and third I, the third season I think more people are starting to enjoy a little bit more than they did the second season yeah, but
1: have, the second season was pretty hated <laughs>
0: But yeah, I mean, like I said, and I, I thought it was still really good. And but I think one of I the, one of the things yeah. that people struggled with is it just wasn't. They they expected so much out of this show after that first season because it was just mm-hmm. absolutely so fantastic that it is suffering from its own success a little bit. I think.
1: Yeah, um, and in fact, let's talk about this a little bit more. Are, are you seeing like you know when it. This- when it came out the, the first season, mm-hmm. like there wasn't hardly anything going on. Sports wasn't happening. Right. And it just hit at the right moment. It had the right tone. Are you seeing a lot of like talk about the show like it used it to It is not. About,
0: yeah, it's nothing like it's it. It's not in the zeitgeist like it was. No, it is not. Yeah. I mean, when it first, when the, that first season came out, I mean, everybody was talking about it. there was all kinds of Ted Lasso memes and yeah. gifs and all this type of stuff. Right. And there's still some of that, don't get me wrong, but it, it's nothing like it was the first time around. Uh, no,
1: like, I've posted some Ted Lasso stuff, man. You you would have random people jam, on Twitter yeah. mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, find me, but I, nothing. Like, I've put some, twi- like, no response. Now, granted, that may be because they've muted me because I talk about my own podcast a lot and stuff. <laughs> there could be a lot of that, but, like, yeah, I don't see, you know, when the episodes drop, I see a couple of people talking about right. it. Uh, like one of mine is Mike Golick Jr. is one of the people I but he podcasts about it so right. like of course he talks about it yeah it's nothing like like it was where you would have all these people it was such like you said in the zeitgeist it, it just doesn't seem to be like why do you think that is
0: I think what your what your what you said kind of earlier is is has a lot to do with it is there wasn't nearly as much stuff out as there was back then uh, sports are yeah. much more in play now than they were back then because well, I mean the, this is a, this is a tough time the final four has been fantastic in the men's and women's. In the men's and the women's, yeah, they've both been really good. And this is a show that also that appeals very much to sports lovers. Uh, right. So, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of crossover between uh, like, I follow a lot of sports people, related people, and you do too. Uh, and they talk about this, when they talk about this show, they were talking about it in when they would talk about when the sports weren't going on. That's one reason why I wonder why they decided to release it when they did. Because season two came out in the middle of summer, which would be the only thing it was really competing with was baseball.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think because they took so dang long i
0: think they just went ahead and released it but you know i wonder too if people are waiting on the bench they may be they could be waiting on the bench i think part of the reason they wanted to go ahead and get it in is because they wanted to go ahead and get it in with uh the emmy, emmy, awards. Awards, emmy because awards you had to be you have to have a certain number of shows in by the time I don't think you have to have the entire season release, but you have to have a certain number of, re- of you your yeah. episode released yeah. by the time. It has to
1: start. It has to start by like mid May or something.
0: Yeah, May thirty first, I think, or something like that. I can't remember what. Yeah. So but uh,
1: yeah, and also, man, you know, you've got as we've known from the show, you got Mando, Succession, yeah. Yellow Jackets, uh, Daisy Jones has been very popular. Yeah. The uh, the um, what's it? The, there's that show, The Night Agent. Whatever, oh,
0: yeah, on Netflix, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I want to see that, and I haven't seen it it yet either. So, that's a good point. Like, you know, there's a lot going on there, which
1: there wasn't. Um, I I just, I'm just kind of surprised. Like, I've heard the ringer people talk about, like, no one's talking about Lasso, and I was like, it just hit me. It's like really. I have some like four or five friends, right? And they usually listen to this. Clayton Parker. I'll shout them out here. That you know I text with about Ted Lasso. Right. But besides that, you know I'm I'm not seeing people tweet about it. And like I said, I posted on Facebook about it. It's like crickets. Yeah, I know. again, they may have muted me because I was posting on my podcast. A lot. I understand. I muted a lot of them for their political takes. Well,
0: yeah, tell me about it. So. But uh, anyway,
1: uh, but that—that's—that uh, could be it. It's just weird, you know. That, that's kind of been quiet.
0: Yeah, it has been. It's been very, very quiet. So. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit about some recommendations. Uh, so we do try to do some recommendations here every week on the Main Attraction Podcast. Uh, what do you got for us this week?
1: because so we're talking about Ted Lasso, I'm going to mention Shrinking. It was fantastic. Brett Goldstein is involved with that, yes. and um, Bill Lawrence, who was mm-hmm. who come to find out was only involved with season one of Ted Lasso. If you want to talk about why season oh, two true. is a little different. Uh, yeah, but like they—they they have done shrinking, shrinking. Finally, finish. Well, I shouldn't say finally finish. It's all out. Right. It is.
0: Fe- maybe
1: it it's is. probably in my top ten. Yeah,
0: uh, it, it was really moment, good. Yeah, I uh, loved it.
1: I could not wait to watch an
0: episode. Yeah, it was. It was. It's also one of my recommendations. so I'll talk about it as well, real quick. It's just so amazingly good. I mean, it is so very well written. Bill Lawrence is just a master at this type of, uh, this type of yeah. comedy. This single camera, uh, mm-hmm. no audience in the background. It is just an absolute. He's just an absolute master. He has his people that he knows and he works with. One of them being his wife. Yes. Uh, he even brought the janitor back for the last episode. Of this yeah. thing,
1: well, also Ted McGinley, longtime sitcom actor, is just fantastic mm-hmm. as Derek in this. I mean, really steals the last couple episodes. Yeah, I wonder if they're like uh Derek's really good. Start writing <laughs> more for him.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case at all because he was really fantastic in this. Well, and Jessica Williams is the one who just blew oh, yeah. me away. Yeah, she was really I, good. I
1: know. I know she's like done a lot of comedy stuff. I just haven't seen her stuff. Yeah, but man she she was a marvel to me
0: yeah she was good and the guy who plays the the uh the black the guys, young guy yeah yeah the, man
1: he was great i can't
0: remember his name i've seen him in other stuff too i just can't remember what don't remember what he all was i've really seen good.
1: Him in. i'm looking i'm looking him up now because he, he we need to shout him out he was really good
0: yeah he was he was fantastic sean is the character's name luke tinney yeah he's been he he was fantastic in this really good his uh uh what's his name's daughter uh Actor, jason, Siegel. jason Siegel's daughter in this Alice, she, yeah, she was great yeah. i mean there's just some just phenomenal performances in this yeah i only nitpick harrison is ford man oh harrison ford was phenomenal. F- f- like i said this so earlier good. he like is a dead ringer for my for my 85 year old grandfather that passed away like three or four years ago i oh, mean wow. he is just i mean just the mannerisms and just kind of the way that he talks i mean it was uh it's just, it just reminded me so much of my grandfather, and that I yeah. just loved it for that reason. Uh, he was just so good as that just crotchety old man uh, who just was kind of dealing, trying to having a hard time dealing with his station in life at this point, where he's not quite as he, he can't rely on his body as much as he once as he once did, and it's just kind of tough for him. But still, just dealing the the, the insults left and right. Uh, it's just absolutely yeah. fantastic. I, I loved everything about that. The only the only thing I will say is. I'm not going to spoil the end of it, but like I kind of saw that coming. <laughs> uh, I don't know, if yeah. yeah when, especially yeah. when they were in the therapy session, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah, that's that's probably going to be bad. So uh, anyway, yeah, but it's fantastic. What are your other recommendations? I'm going
1: to do one more, and I'm going to save two more for when we do our succession episode. Uh, <laughs> the class of 07, a Netflix show. It was actually really fun. Uh, okay, it's,
0: I think it's uh, that's you, Amazon, isn't it? Like oh, it was ap- Amazon. Yeah, it's it, was Amazon. Amazon. Mm-hmm. it was
1: Amazon. So, it's really fun. It's only... I'm glad you mentioned that. It's about... It's from... It's in Australia. It's about these girls that are at... They get... The apocalypse happens and they're at their 10-year <laughs> school reunion right. and now they're stuck with all these girls from school and all the main girl, all this resentment comes out and it's a, it's a dark comedy, but right. it, it has a lot of comedy. It's a very interesting watch. I, I would highly recommend it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it. I've seen the first episode. I haven't finished it yet though. So, uh, but yeah, it, it looks like it's well worth dead. it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, for me, uh, I did take a mentioned last week, one thing I was looking forward to, I taking my, I was going to take my son to the journey concert here in Memphis on Saturday night. I did. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I would highly recommend if you're a journey fan going and seeing them, uh, uh, one of the things I just would really recommend about, though, is when your kids get really interested in something like this, you know, really do whatever you can to help them, like flourish it or i don't know what the word is yeah but, uh, oh, i think that's it but like i said i'm not i'm not a huge dream fan i know all their hits i like them i mean their hits are, are good songs i love those you know your don't stop believing any way you want it uh yeah. lights all those songs uh i know those songs like those songs those are good but he was just so into the concert he was having the uh, a blast and look it was great because the only thing I've ever seen him get this excited for is golf. So for him to get Oh
1: man, that's great. For
0: him to get something excited about something else, I mean, it was just really nice to see because he was so into it. And like I said, the reason why he is a journey fan is because Dan Mullen had uh, Don't Stop Believing playing at the end of the third quarter during his football games when he was here. And we saw a bunch of football games in 16 and 17. So that's how he, that's, that's how he became a Journey fan. And, and you too will have this memory forever. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, also,
1: totally. I was going to mention, Justin posted some videos yes. on Facebook and Twitter. And I heard someone singing. I thought it was
0: you. Now I'm wondering if it was your son. Uh, it was. Pr- if you, it was, sometimes it was me. Sometimes it was him. Okay. Uh, I thought it was you. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it was me. Uh, like I said, uh, I know a lot of the songs and there were so few yeah. on there. I will say this. Most of the time that you, what you were hearing was me, uh, because uh, if you'd heard my son, it was, he sings like the same high, high pitch every single time. <laughs> it sounds like this. So that's what you would have heard. Don't stop. believing. Crazy.
1: It looked like everyone was standing up the whole time. I was impressed
0: by that. Yeah, uh, they were. They were when the videos I was showing because those were the hits. Those were the ones that people were standing yeah, yeah. up for. Uh, I will say I was a little concerned about for a group a little bit below us, um, the probably upper twenties. They were drunk, and if you've never been oh, no. in FedEx Forum, have you ever been to FedEx Forum? No, I haven't. I have never. The been upper there. level is like. It's like sixty degree. It's like a sixty degree climb. It's yeah, steep. Yeah, <laughs> I hate I hate those arenas like that. It is super super steep at the top, and that's where we were at the top. And I was a little worried because if like you fall, you're you're falling, and you're taking some people with you when yeah, you go. Yeah. So I was like, all right, oh, all right, all right, young guys, let's let's not fall and kill anybody. So uh, that was a little concern of mine. But other than that, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a whole lot of fun. So, uh, but I guess that kind of wraps us up for this week. Anything else you got? appreciate everyone joining us and we will talk to you next time i would echo those same sentiments and as always until next time may all of your entertainment dreams come true